Hey there, Filled With Messages friends. I'm so grateful you've joined me today. If you don't know me, I'm Ruth Farrell, and amongst other things, I'm the lead pastor of St. Peter United Church of Christ in Lake Zurich, Illinois. Do you happen to follow Brunch with Babs on Instagram? Babs is a woman of a certain age who's a mom, grandmother, wife, and former preschool teacher. She gives lots of practical tips, tricks for making home and cooking more peaceful. In the last few days, she's kicked off her Babs Boot Camp series, where she gives tips on going to the grocery store, meal prep, menu planning, car care, laundry, and so much more. The goal of these reels is to help us start the new school year off well. Starting a new school or church year, beginning a new adventure, trying something different, being forced to change because of circumstances life throws our way. Few, if any of us, are great at new beginnings. Even when we're itching for something new, something different, if we're being honest, there are parts of ours that are a little hesitant, a little unsure of what lies ahead, a little concerned that maybe the newness, the growth, the change won't be worth it. In the pages of scripture, we learn that God is in the business of fresh starts. God is always doing a new thing. God is all about nudging us and this world to grow and change and begin again. Today's scripture passage offers a glimpse at one of the times God decided it was time to mix things up and try something new. Hear these words from Genesis 2. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. On the day the Lord God made earth and sky, before any wild plants appeared on the earth, and before any field crops grew, because the Lord God hadn't yet sent rain on the earth and there was still no human being to farm the fertile land, though a stream rose from the earth and watered all of the fertile land. The Lord God formed the human from the topsoil of the fertile land and brew life's breath into the human's nostrils. The human came to life. The Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east and put the human he had formed. In the fertile land, the Lord God grew every beautiful tree with edible fruit, and he also grew the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flows from Eden to water the garden, and from there it divides into four headwaters. The name of the first river is Fizen. It flows around the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The land's gold is pure, and the land also has sweet-smelling resins and gemstones. The name of the second river is the Gion. It flows around the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris, flowing east of Assyria. And the name of the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the human and settled the human in the Garden of Eden to farm it and care for it. The Lord God commanded the human, eat your fill from all of the garden's trees, but don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because on the day you eat from it, you will be changed. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that the human is alone. I will make the human a helper that is perfect for them. So the Lord God formed from the fertile land all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky and brought them to the human to see what the human would name them. The human gave each living being its name. The human named all the livestock, all the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But a helper perfect for the human was nowhere to be found. So the Lord God put the human into a deep and heavy sleep and took out one of the human's ribs and closed up the flesh over it. With the rib taken from the human, the Lord God fashioned a second human and brought her to the human being. Will you pray with me? 
Holy Spirit, open our hearts, our minds, our bodies to receive the words you are giving us today. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, may they be acceptable in your eyes, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The text I just read from scripture is traditionally called the creation story, but there are at least two creation stories in scripture. And quite frankly, there are more than that. Why so many? Well, there's the argument that anything good is worth telling more than once, of course. It's also possible that these stories came from different sources, and since the sources had different but equally important things to contribute to our understanding of the beginning, those who assembled the Bible into the book we have today decided to include more than one. Each version shares different details and helps us understand God's purposes in making this world and us. We need all the versions to help us have a fuller and richer understanding of why God made us and why we're here. So what prompted God to start this new thing that is our world, to begin creating out of nothing, to make a new beginning? Why did God make stars and planets and earth and sky and plants and animals and finally wrap up all the creating with people? The Bible, unfortunately, doesn't explicitly share with us God's statement of purpose. But there are hints of it scattered throughout scripture, creation, and our lives. We just have to connect the dots. Perhaps one of the ways to figure out God's purpose is to look at God's values. Just from the creation story itself that I just read, we can see a whole litany of God's values. God values giving and receiving. God values creativity. God values community and companionship. God values goodness. God values making something out of what appears to be nothing. God values caring for others. God values thoughtfulness. God values being attentive to work. God values unity and diversity. Just as God's values can be so clearly seen in the beginning, research indicates that whenever we're starting something new, it's important to keep our values in our sights. Our values need to be an integral part of the newness, a driving factor in the change. So what are your values? What are those core things that ground you and give you purpose? Our values are one of the keys to being ourselves no matter what forces try to take us off our axes. Our values are the key to healthy, strong, and long-lasting relationships, especially marriages. Our values are one of the keys to our decision-making. They're one of the things that helps us know which way to go when we're facing the challenges that always come when we're starting something new. Once we have a sense of why we're starting something new and the values that will undergird our new beginning, the next step is to start small and stay consistent. It might seem strange to think of God taking small and consistent steps as they created the universe. To be sure, it's not a perfect image, but it's not that far off. Creating light and dark might not sound quote-unquote simple, but those two properties are arguably significantly simpler than humans. Humans are crazy complex, We make choices that don't make any sense. We're never consistently about following the rules. Light and dark, as complex as those things are, are so much more simple than us people. God also stayed consistent as they created. God could have gotten frustrated or exhausted by all the creating. I mean, after creating mosquitoes, maybe God should have taken a moment and reconsidered God's values. But God kept consistently taking small steps until this new thing God was creating was good and complete. Research shows that small, consistent steps come from a place of hope. 
They come from a place of hope that things can be truly different, better. Some of us are naturally high hope. Some of us, typically for reasons beyond our control, struggle to have hope. You likely intuitively know if you're a person for whom hope is easy or hard. If you're on the lower end of the hope spectrum, especially lean into the small steps. They build hope, and hope will lead you to the goal of the new beginning. Trust that hope, which is a gift from God, will not leave you or forsake you. God was also super curious as they started this new beginning. God could have just made blue spruce and decided, meh, that's good enough. But apparently God thought, hmm, what if we also made Norway spruce and white spruce and black spruce and Sitka spruce and Engelman spruce? God's curiosity teemed. It didn't stop short. It kept the energy flowing. Staying curious helps us tackle problems when they arise on our new beginnings. Staying curious helps us come up with new solutions. It helps us to be hopeful. Staying curious helps us to connect with others in new ways. It helps us with communication. What is that other person thinking or doing and why are they thinking or doing it? What piques your curiosity? What helps you stay curious? It's worth considering these things so that when you're experiencing the pressure, problems, challenges, stresses of new beginnings, because all new beginnings have some of that, you can be intentional about leaning into ideas or models of functioning that help keep you curious. Lastly, God trusted themselves as they started this new beginning. This might make you wonder, does God ever doubt God's self? It's a good question to ponder. I'll give you a thought now, but there are other ways to think of this, and I hope you will. In the garden, Jesus appears to doubt God's plan when he begs God to make another way forward. At the very least, Jesus seems unsure that he can trust himself to keep walking the steps of the plan he, God, and the Holy Spirit have made together. Jesus was human and also God. All healthy humans have times when they doubt themselves. Jesus was no different, and therefore, I think maybe God does doubt God's self at times. Doubt and trust aren't opposites. They're related. They can't exist without the other. Doubt also isn't necessarily or inherently bad. It's healthy to doubt what you read on the internet, for example. It's healthy to doubt that the prince who wants to send you a million dollars if you'll just send him your bank account info really is going to do that. God trusted that in this new beginning, what they were starting would work. God trusted themselves enough to give humans free will, the ability to mess up the gorgeous and wonderful world God made. Spoiler alert, we did and do mess it up with regularity. God also trusted God's self enough to know that God would always keep making new beginnings over and over and over again until it all gets sorted out once and for all. Trust yourself when you're starting new things. To be sure, trust yourself with humbleness. And when doubts arise, don't reject them or override them. Ask them questions and see what they have to tell you and keep trusting yourself. New beginnings, starting afresh, change. They're necessary, they're healthy, they're inevitable. Most of us, especially most of us adults, struggle with new beginnings. Can we learn to follow God's example when we're in a season of change by knowing our values and letting them lead us? 
by starting small and staying consistent, by remaining curious, by trusting ourselves and God to bring us through these seasons of change to good, healthy, peaceful places. Thanks so much for joining me today, my friends. As you go about the rest of your day, may you be on the lookout for new beginnings that God is starting in your life. May you think about what you value. May you take small and consistent steps. May you find ways of being curious. And may you trust yourself and God every step of the way. Grace and peace to you, my friends. I'll talk to you soon. Take good care.